The Healthy Golf Podcast, episode 54, with your host, Joe Orbicheski. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. I am your host, Joe Orbicheski. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. And if you're a longtime listener, welcome back to the show. Um, today, I wanted to go over and talk about foam rolling, what's actually happening when we foam roll, if it's helpful, if it's not helpful, all those things. And this is basically stemmed off of uh, yesterday, I participated in my first CrossFit class. Uh, I wanted to do that because one, I'm always willing to try something different and it's something that I've been wanting to do for some time. Um, But I am now going to be working out of uh, CrossFit Harpoon in York, Maine. And I really want to be part of that community there. And I really want to understand what those athletes are going through in that community And so I figure one of the best ways to do that is to participate myself. And I'm really excited to continue to participate in those type of workouts and in that community. Um, But yesterday was my first CrossFit workout. And for those of you who don't know what CrossFit is, it's basically very high intensity, varied, a lot of variation in terms of activity. And typically there's a warm up, there's some sort of skill practice, and then there's usually some metabolic conditioning. Yesterday, there was uh, really just a long metabolic conditioning workout. We did work a little bit in the skills section as a warm-up to that uh, metabolic conditioning section. And we were trying to do five rounds of basically various exercises for a cumulative total time with a cap of 30 minutes. And so the exercises were either 20 handstand push-ups or just regular 20 push-ups 30 deadlifts, 40 lunges, so 20 on each leg, and then uh, 50 double unders, which is a jump rope, and you get the rope underneath your feet twice. Um, Or you can do just regular single jumps if you can't do a jump rope. And none of those are particular. That's one of the great things about CrossFit is it's infinitely scalable. So if you can't do any of those things, a good coach that's there will be able to help you figure out what is most appropriate for you. Um, So even if you couldn't do any of those exercises, there would be something that you could do so that you could still work out, get a great burn, work your metabolic system, work your cardiovascular system, and work work your muscles all in the same workout that is just at your level. So that is one of the biggest benefits of CrossFit. And I think really any coach and any kind of type of workout scheme should be able to scale a workout for you. And if they're not able to do that, then I think you probably should find a, a different coach because any coach should be able to scale a workout to your needs. And if they're not able to do that, then I think, like I said, you need to find a different coach. But this episode is prompted on me needing to foam roll this morning. I'm just feeling tight and sore, mainly because it's yesterday I did a type of workout that I am not used to doing. And there was a lot more volume than what I'm used to doing. 
And so today, my legs and some muscles in my back are a little sore and tight, but I'm not in pain. It's not inhibiting me from doing anything. Uh, But I am going to foam roll to kind of help relieve some of that sensation of tightness and soreness. And I wanted to go over what foam rolling actually does in our body and if it's beneficial, not beneficial. Probably, as you can tell, it's going to be a little bit beneficial. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be doing it. But basically, I think a lot of times we have a very poor misunderstanding what foam rolling actually does in our body and how it's helpful and beneficial for us. So if you've never done any foam rolling or used a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball or anything like that, basically you're doing a self-massage to yourself. A lot of times this is used before you work out to help you kind of warm up, basically. But I think for a really long time, we've had this misnomer of what is actually happening when we foam roll. And so for a while, there were some theories and thoughts that were, you know, breaking up adhesions or realigning the fascia as we're foam rolling and doing these different types of techniques when, um, based on some more and more recent research, that that's not necessarily the truth. Uh, because when we are, when we're thinking about maybe breaking up adhesions or scar tissue or realigning fascia, It's been found in research that it would take thousands of pounds of pressure to make that change in any kind of tissue structure. And we're talking thousands of pounds, like close to 2,000 pounds. That's a ton of pressure, literally a ton of pressure that you would have to create. And this is what research has shown, a 1% change in the tissue structure. So if you can imagine 2,000 pounds of pressure, one, you're definitely not applying that with a foam roller or a lacrosse ball. And even if you could withstand that, I feel like other things would uh, probably not feel so great, uh, even if you were able to withstand that. So even if you can imagine as well that you could withstand that, is 1% change in tissue really going to make that big of a difference? Probably not. It would be my guess. I'm sure it would make a little bit of a difference, but overall, I think it probably would not make that much of a difference. There was some other thoughts as well that there might be some muscle temperature changes with foam rolling or again, kind of self-massage with tennis balls, lacrosse balls, those kinds of things. And there is no really significant difference in some research that has been done in terms of improving or increasing muscle temperature to, again, help get your body ready before you work out. Now, this is what we do think is happening. So those those were some theories that I think have been pretty much debunked at this point. So we're not really changing again or breaking up scar tissue, releasing adhesions, realigning fascia. None of that is really happening. What's most likely happening is that we are basically tapping into the brain and the nervous system and how that interacts with the muscular system. And what's kind of happening when we foam roll is that, or when we even when we feel tight, or something along those lines. Basically, tightness is just a sensation that's felt 
and interpreted by our brain. Something feels tight or something feels sore. And so when you foam roll, you change that input and those signals from those areas that you're feeling, quote unquote, tight or sore to the brain. And it basically changes and not necessarily tricks, but changes your your brain's perception of what is happening in terms of tightness and or pain. So one one thing that was studied was that they looked at basically they take these little they're basically like little pokey proddy things that measure how much pressure you're pushing into an area. And so they'll press that into like a muscle. And in this study, they pressed into the calf muscle. And basically, they're going to push as hard as you can tolerate before you feel pain. And they're going to measure what that number was. And so they had people do some foam rolling. And they measured before they foam rolled, they measured the pain pressure threshold. So they pushed that little thing into the calf muscle. And they recorded for each person what that number was before they started to experience pain in their calf from the pressure of that little tool. And then they had them foam roll. And then they redid the test, the pain pressure threshold test, in the same spot on the calf. And it was found that there was an increase in the pain pressure threshold, meaning that they could take more pressure than they could previously in their calf muscle. But the coolest thing about this research study was that the calf was not the muscle that was foam rolled. They foam rolled somewhere else on the body. And so that's very interesting. You would think that that would mean for that to happen, I'm sure you would have assumed that they foam rolled the calf, which is actually not what happened. They foam rolled somewhere else. So how can foam rolling somewhere else on the body affect the pain pressure threshold in the calf if that wasn't the area that was foam rolled, right? So again, it has to be more systemic, meaning, again, there, there was probably changes that happened through the nervous system and the brain that allowed that to occur. And then we have also seen actual improvements, again, in range of motion, after some foam rolling. And again, the same thought and theory comes into play is that basically we're changing the sensation and perception of tightness, pain, soreness, whatever that may be by our brain. And now that allows us to achieve more range of motion. If all you did was foam roll, will that improve your mobility? Absolutely not. Will it help? For sure. But one of the best things to do is to follow up any kind of foam rolling with active movement. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment, but that is one of the best things to do. And again, a lot of people, you can use foam rolling as a, as part of your warm up routine and even afterwards as kind of just some self care recovery, those kinds of things. But again, foam rolling is not going to be the end all be all and just doing foam rolling is not going to be the key to get you there. It's just part of the process that will help you improve some mobility, decrease some of those feelings of tightness and soreness and pain, whatever they may be. 
But again, you have to follow that up. The real question now is a lot of people will spend way too much time foam rolling from what I have seen. I generally tell people when you're going to foam roll, especially as a warm-up, you probably only want to foam roll maybe 30 to 60 seconds, like each muscle area that you're wanting or needing to foam roll. More than that is probably just a waste of your time. And even in some studies, they have found that a very effective dose or a minimal effective dose can be just 10 seconds. So not long at all, right? Just 10 seconds of foam rolling an area can help you lead to an increase in range of motion. So with that being said, I generally tell people to spend 30 to 60 seconds on a muscle as part of a warm-up. When it comes to maybe recovery and self-care, you might want to go a little bit longer. Again, I wouldn't spend 10 minutes on a muscle. That's probably too long and just a waste of time. But that's just my personal opinion and what I, what I have found anecdotally that is helpful for, for myself and for clients. But let's look at what you should be doing per se for a warm-up that will help you improve your mobility. So the first thing, like I said, I would do a very short bout of foam rolling to any of the muscles that you're going to be working out that day. And now that's where maybe working with a coach or a trainer or someone who's knowledgeable to write out that program for you will come into play because they're going to have the best idea of what they should, you know, or what you should be doing before your workout. A real good example, uh, very, very commonly is if you're going to be hitting squats that day and you need to get down into, you know, a relatively deep squat, a lot of times people's calf muscles are the limiting factor or can be one of the limiting factors in allowing people to get deep into their squat. So one thing that I would do is have someone maybe foam roll their calf if that's the problem that's limiting them. Sometimes people have ankle joint mobility issues, which would be a totally different warm-up and part of your warm-up to improve that. But let's just say, for the sake of this example, what is limiting you from getting deep into a squat is the musculature along the backside of your shin, the calf, that is limiting you to get deep down into your squat. So a great warm-up would be to do a short bout of foam rolling in that area along both calves. You can do this one at a time or together depending on the size of your foam roller. And again, I would suggest 30 to 60 seconds at max for each side or both of them together. And then what you want to do is you want to perform an active movement through that full range of motion when because the goal of that is to really teach the body to control this newly increased motion, right? So what do we want to do? I'm, I would have you do just body weight or air squats to get down as deep as you can while keeping your heels down on the ground to work into that new motion. And then what you really could do as well is, you know, you can add some weight into that, a little goblet squat. Just hold a, a light kettlebell or a dumbbell in front of your chest and you could do that. Um, but that would be a really good warm-up before you actually get into, say, doing squats. Again, you could do this, per se, for the lat. You could foam roll each lat, 30 to 60 seconds. 
and then you could stay down on the ground and you can do like a reach roll and lift where you're somewhat in a child's pose position. Your arms are up overhead. Your hands are facing down, palms down towards the ground. What you would do is you would reach one arm out really far out in front of you as far as it could while keeping your hand on the ground if you can. Turn that palm upwards now towards that ceiling so you're rotating your whole arm upwards. So your elbow crease and your palm should be facing the ceiling and then you're going to go ahead and lift that whole arm while keeping it relatively straight up off of the ground. For some folks that may be really challenging but that is a great way to actually improve upon some mobility of your lat, which can be limiting for various activities, especially if you're going to be doing like an overhead press or any kind of overhead work. Um, so that are that's two examples of how to do that. And the same thing would be relatively the same for, say, recovery or cool down. Um, if you're trying to just kind of give yourself some self-care, I would have you do, again, maybe some foam rolling a little bit longer. And then, though, I would have you take your body through some range of motion exercises, active range of motion exercises, to just work into that new range of motion and just to work everything in general instead of just being, you know, kind of static and not sitting around or doing too much. But that's where really you're going to make the most bang for your buck. The foam rolling really just opens a window of opportunity for us to take advantage of that active movement and loaded movement. So that is really what's happening, one, when we foam roll, and what I think is probably one of the best ways to warm up and cool down in terms of using a foam roller and improving mobility, decreasing some of those feelings or perception of tightness and soreness and pain. And that is really all I wanted to talk about today. Again, I know it's another short episode, but this is just something that popped up and I feel like, you know, we haven't really talked about foam rolling and foam rolling is still a very popular modality that people like to use either before their warm up or during their warm up and even after working out to help, you know, take care of their body, give themselves some self care, right? So that is one of the best things I think that you can take away from this is understand what is actually happening when we're foam rolling. Again, we're not realigning fascia. We are not breaking up scar tissue. We are not breaking up adhesions. That's not happening because we have to put thousands of pounds of pressure on that for a very small change. And I highly doubt that that would be what's happening. What is happening is that we're basically just changing the nervous system and the brain's perception of the sensation of whatever's happening there. And then again, one of the best things that you can do to improve mobility, especially before you work out, or again, even afterwards, if you want to take care of yourself, is to foam roll for a really short bout of time. You don't want to spend too much time doing it. And then, you know, take yourself through some active movements and even some loaded movements to help improve that mobility again, because really the goal is to teach your brain and your body that you can access this motion and you want to try to be able to control that new motion that you just worked on. So hopefully this podcast was helpful in helping you understand what is actually happening when we foam roll and hopefully gives you a better idea of maybe how to warm up appropriately, especially if you're using foam rollers and just a good scheme of how to improve mobility in general. That is generally what I do with most of my clients when I'm working with them, even, even myself 
when I'm trying to work on something, depending on what is actually going on. Again, this may take a little bit more of an assessment to be more individualized, but I would say for a lot of people, this can be helpful, again, is to foam roll, kind of loosen up that area, then work into that new range of motion actively and load it if you can, because that's where you're going to make your most mobility changes. So with that being said, I'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. Again, I know it's a short one, but hopefully this was informative and hopefully the short ones are, hopefully you're liking them. If you are, just, you know, shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook, or you can write me an email. All of those links are in the show notes. I would love to hear from you what you think of the show. Again, I know this is normally just a one-way street and I never really get to, uh, hear or talk and get feedback on what's going on if unless you leave a review and if you want to go ahead if you haven't done so yet subscribe to the show rate the show and please write a review again that just really helps the show out as you know to be found a little bit more so more people can you know benefit just like you have from listening to this show but other than that i will go ahead and wrap up this episode thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to download and listen to me just yammer into a mic as always But keep working hard, keep striving for excellence, because when you feel great, you golf great.